0: This is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode six hundred twenty-three, and this again is part of our Master Your Monsters series, and is talking about how to master those monsters that get in the way of life, that get in the way of creating the kind of life we want, and. You have a definition or a set of thoughts in your mind about what you want in life. (laughs) And we all have things that we believe get in the way, and we allow them to get in the way. We allow them to create barriers, blocks, and that's why we're calling them monsters, because we believe they exist. And I like the word monsters and mastering your monsters was always a phrase that I've been using, at least not always, but for many years. And the reason is when we were little, we believed there were monsters of some kind. They might've been nice ones. My brother and I used to have a whole playing world of monsters. And we had names and characters and everything. And then we had bad monsters, ugly ones, evil ones. Maybe they lived in the closet. Maybe they were in the dark. Maybe they were under the bed. For me, you know, one of them was in the cellar of my grandmother's house. I have told you that story. So today we're going to talk about the stress monster. The stress monster, what is it? How do you get rid of it? Now, I have a friend who is also a client who's a spectacular master of stress. And so one of the things I'd recommend is the book, The 14-Day Stress Cure, by Dr. Mort Orman. And that is a book that I would absolutely recommend for you, not to manage stress, but to eliminate it. Stress only exists when you allow it to exist. We create stress. And that might seem bold, or crazy, excuse me, to say such a thing. But it's really true. You create stress and I create stress. And what is it that creates stress? Well, stress only comes when there's a mismatch of expectations. If things are going exactly like you think they should, then there's no stress. If you have all the money you think you should have. If your health is what you think it should be. If people do behave, act what you expect, if the weather cooperates, right? There's no stress because things are behaving, acting, manifesting, showing up, doing like you think they should. And we create stress when we have a mismatch, when what is is different than what we think should be or what we want. And that mismatch manufactures stress. So why does it do that? Well, when there's a mismatch, uh, I don't have the money I thought I was going to have. Days are going by and bills are coming due and other people are going to expect me to pay money for electricity or for rent or for a vacation or whatever, and that we have a mismatch there. I thought I'd have X and I don't have X dollars. And that mismatch then spawns a bunch of stories. Someone's going to turn off the power or someone's going to be mad because I didn't give them a gift or I'm frustrated because I couldn't buy myself whatever I wanted to get. But the stress, the sense of stress in the body, the chemistry of that uptightness, rapid heartbeat, pain in the neck, shoulders, upset stomach, wherever it manifests in your body, that only shows up when you allow that mismatch to take root. In other words, when you feel bad or you choose to fret about the mismatch. Let me give you an example. So I want X dollars and I don't have X dollars. I have less than that. One way to act about that or to think about it is to freak out about it. I don't have this money and therefore all these bad things whatever they are. <clears throat> that choice and it is a choice. And that's going to be important as we talk about how to get rid of it. Then creates a bunch of chemistry in the body that manu- manifests as a pain in the stomach, the heart, you know, even terrible things like heart attack and strokes and other kinds of stuff are, are the result of accumulated stress. <clears throat> I could just say okay, I had my, I thought I was going to have X and I don't have all right, let's just make calmly choices about what does get used or what does get handled with the money. And then I make some phone calls or some communications trying to make arrangements for a delay or trying to create arrangements to create more money, either by selling more of a product or service that I offer, working extra hours, getting another place that money might come in or negotiating some payment terms. But I can do all that without a dance. And you may not be used to doing that without a dance. It may be, oh, please, you, you know, you may have this story in your mind about how that's going to go. And you certainly or I certainly don't control how someone's going to react if I call out and ask if I can have an extra week or two to handle a bill that I owe. <laughs> but you can do it without the dance, even if they say, no, you can't have a week. No, you can't have two weeks. The fact then may still without drama be, I don't have it, so I'll be able to handle it here. And then they're free to make a choice to scream at you or to sue you or to try to evict you or whatever, but all of those things can be handled without the internal drama if you choose to do that. Now, that might sound like an incredibly difficult or even impossible thing, and it might be to start with, especially if you're in the habit of allowing those stories to take over your life and it may well be true for you that the stress is killing me it will i have a book i had a book i don't think i have it anymore but called anger kills and it was a long medical study about what happens when you carry anger and the chemistry that's produced in the body and how it's corrosive and eats away at you stress is the same way slightly different chemical balance But it's cortisol and other corrosive neurotransmitters that eat your blood vessels and eat your muscles and eat your stomach lining and trash, you know, all kinds of things in your body. The fight or flight response with a lot of cortisol and adrenaline narrows your vision, removes blood from certain parts. I mean, the the actual physiological effects are real. And you know what? If you live with a lot of of stress, you know that. So... Let's talk about the two different ways. So the first thing is stress is a mismatch in expectations. The second thing is you get to choose how you respond to that situation because events are whatever they are. The money came in, it didn't come in. The weather is good, the weather is different than you wanted, I don't even say bad. Some people hate rain and some people love it. You know, there's lots of places that are experiencing drought I'm recording this in Alberta and parts of Alberta. In Canada, where they have a huge percentage of the fresh water uh, in the world, we are experiencing drought in some areas. Northern California has had droughts off and on for decades. So <clears throat> rain is good for some and bad for others. And, and that's funny because then, you know, who's having stress about something c- could be completely different with exactly the same set of circumstances. So I want to talk about stress is just misdirected energy. Okay, and what do I mean by that? Well, everything is energy. You know, we're learning more and more as we get smaller and smaller with particle physics and everything else. Every electron, neutron, quark, and even smaller, you know, hadrons and everything else, it's just bundled energy and interaction of waves. So it's all energy. That's not a mythical woo-woo statement anymore. It's just a fact. Okay, then that means my stress is energy. And I'm creating the energy by how I choose to think about things. Now there's two kinds uh, arbitrarily. One is an outside event happens. I have no control over it and it does what it does. Right now as I record this, we're in the middle of this insane Ukrainian conflict that Russia propagated and it's utter madness. And so two weeks ago, a week ago, we didn't have this on our radar, and now all of a sudden this event has happened. That's an externality that has dramatically and in a terrifying way affected people. What I know is every time I've had something terrible happen to me, and I've never been in a physical war where I didn't know whether or not from one minute to the next if my house was going to get bombed. I have been in other life-threatening situations, but not that one. What I do know is that even in a life-threatening situation, I can choose how I respond to those externalities. We talked about that with the example of money showing up or not showing up earlier. It's the same. It's harder when externalities threaten your life in a given moment, but the principles are the same. Most of us don't live in life-threatening situations. And even if we do, we still have a choice. The other kind of stress is, is still energy, but it's inside. And that is, we're not responding to an event that's happened outside an externality. We're responding to a thought. I think this might happen. So and so might be mad at me. This situation might be this or that. And so we are inventing a possible externality. We are inven- not externality or opinion, we're even, I call it a fungus, the witot fungus. And that's, it's W-I-T-O-T, and that stands for what I think others think. That is a manufactured stress that doesn't even have roots in an externality or a real event. It's a source of, its source is my thinking. I believe there's a problem, and so I'm creating a stress response, which is poison chemistry that flows through my bloodstream, in response to that imagined situation. All right, I'm gonna focus now, now that we have a clear understanding of what stress is. It's a mismatch in expectations, an externality or an internal perception, and I manufacture a set of problems, and that produces chemistry that is corrosive and harmful. It impairs our thinking, it impairs judgment, it makes us feel differently, it causes a whole bunch of negative changes in the body. And unless there is immediate physical harm, it serves no useful purpose. Now let's talk about how to get rid of it. The first thing is to understand that 90-something percent of the things we fear don't happen. So all of the stress created from those internal fears is not only pointless, but needless harm that we have caused ourselves. The chemistry that was corrosive, the missed opportunities... The negative language, the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the depression, all of those are unnecessary because 90% of them don't happen. We worry. In fact, there's a cartoon that says, I know worrying is effective, and whoever else in the cartoon says, why? Well, because 90% of the things that I worry about don't happen. And you know, it's a joke, but it's unfortunately true. So the first place to go to is an assessment. Do I actually need to take an action here? What would happen if I simply wait? What would happen if I assume the best? What would happen if I assume a positive outcome instead of a negative one? Well, first of all, your chemistry changes. Second of all, your ability to deal with it changes. And this is important because when you are in a state of positive creativity, your creativity goes up. Your resourcefulness goes up. Your ability to think of things and to talk and to negotiate and even with yourself goes way up. So assuming things are going to be okay is a much healthier and more productive stance than assuming the negative. The second thing is use love. We are divine beings. We are created and sent here to have an experience inside this mortal creation. And then there's, you know, we came from somewhere, we're here to do something and learn some things. And whether you call it fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of those lessons are hard. So if we simply accept the fact that this is a constant mountain journey from birth to death, a constant climb, and just make your peace with that, lean into it and love it. What I've discovered for eliminating stress is to simply choose to love the situation that I'm in. I don't have to want it. It is to say it is what it is and what do I wish to create here? When I get in victim mode, when I get angry, when I get frustrated, when I start blaming, all of that stuff, I never, I won't say never, rarely produces anything useful. It doesn't get rid of the chemistry, it doesn't solve the problem, and it usually spirals deeper. I have a lot of experience with that in decades of depression. So start from a place of love, ask yourself what for me is the most powerful question, which is a, The inquiry, okay, given what is, what do I wish to create? And that's perfect for externalities, those things have happened. It's also perfect for things we're imagining because when you say given what is, the thing we're worrying about hasn't happened yet. So you can't include that given what is, meaning this thing I'm worried about hasn't even happened yet. What do I wish to create? Well, I wish to create the most resourceful place. I wish to assume the positive. I wish to take action to mitigate something that might happen or to prevent it if I can and to do all that from a place of love and power and kindness. So love is the answer. And if you go back and listen to many of the episodes in the Palace of Power or the Keys to Power, episode, I think, 490 through 550, there were like 65 episodes, you'll get many, many keys and tools about how to work and lead from love how to eliminate stress, and, absolutely, how to create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends as always we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions until tomorrow this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Stand with your heart in the sky and